I'm Logan Crawford, and right now on Spotlight, we're exploring a remarkable book. It is called Praying in the Safe Room by Dr. Victoria Rowland. It is a touching memoir from a rural Oklahoma physician. In her book, the doctor shares personal trials and miraculous experiences, offering readers a testament to the power of faith and resilience in the face of life's many challenges. We're delighted to have this very talented author join us here today on Spotlight. We thank the folks at Atticus Publishing for helping us put her in the spotlight today. And we ask viewers like you to support writers like her by subscribing to our channel and by purchasing her wonderful book. The links are below this interview. Doctor, so glad to have you here today on Spotlight. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Is there one moment in your journey of faith and medicine that really stands out to you? Uh, as a pivotal moment in your in your life, uh, there's so many aspects of life when you have your whole life based on a Christian faith. But mm-hmm. the reason that I wrote this book because I was um, having the birth of my granddaughter, mm-hmm. and there was a tornado that happened that day. They had to take my granddaughter and my daughter, who had just had a C-section, out into the middle of the hallway. And the tornado came right through the town and I had just left the hospital and I had gone to to, um, be with my mom and my dad, who was also in town to see the birth of our granddaughter. And the tornado came right over our house and we were actually in a room praying together as a family that we would live through that night. And um, if anybody's ever been in a tornado, it's literally sucks the oxygen out of the air it felt like a thief in the night it was just the house was rattling and so that's when we realized that we have to have God's help to get through everything so what was the most emotional day of our life to have this brand new baby and then end up with a tornado on top of it and (laughs) the baby today and the baby (laughs) is in that safe room with you so, so the baby was at the hospital. Okay. So, yeah. So they were in the hallway of the hospital, but I didn't know that um, they had been called out into the hospital because I just left the hospital and I was driving in a storm. Didn't realize there was even a tornado coming. Mm-hmm. And it literally came right over us as and at their home, which was about 10 miles from where the hospital was. So it actually hit that area more than the hospital, but their per precaution had her in the hallway. So, right. Um, just realize how fragile life can be um, when uh, when a tornado is coming in your path. Yeah, and I've never lived through a tornado. I've witnessed the aftermath of a tornado, and it's unbelievable. I mean, usually there's a narrow path of damage, but that narrow path of damage is, you know, unbelievably strong. Yeah. And yeah. of course, everybody talks about it sounding like a locomotive barreling through when they hear it yeah. come. You yeah. did, did it come right by you? Could you hear it? No yes. Less? Yeah. Yes. And we were just praying. We got into this little, uh, actually it was a gun safe that we all got into. It's a big area that they had in their home and we got inside that. And, uh, yeah, we thought for sure that the house was just literally going to blow apart, but we just prayed that it would be lifted over. And it actually did lift over the house and came right down on the other side and just got several homes right beside us. But this house was protected wow. and, we, I mean, it was amazing that that happened as we were praying for that. And so yeah. that's kind of the, the focus of this um, book and where it started. Right. Interestingly enough, they're filming Twister again in Oklahoma right now. 
And one of my um, good friends said, I'm going to bring your book, Praying in the Safe Room, to have, he's a, got hired on as an extra mm-hmm. for the part. And he said, I'm going to have this in there so that they, they'll see that it actually happens in Oklahoma, that we actually have these twisters. So oh, I yeah. that would be a great advertisement for me. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It goes, uh, Hollywood gets to see your story. That's always a good thing. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Have you... in? Have you visualized praying in the safe room perhaps as a movie or something? I would think that'd be wonderful. I mean, yeah. it's a possibility because I, you know, I, I don't know if people uh, don't realize, you know, what it's like in rural America. I mean, I live, you know, in the, in Oklahoma where there's, you know, mountains and trees and streams. And so it's just in a beautiful place, mm-hmm. believe it or not. I think that people <laughs> think of Oklahoma as like all plains and stuff, but I actually live in the part of Oklahoma, southeastern part of Oklahoma mm-hmm. that has beautiful, um, just beautiful pine trees and just a gorgeous place on earth. So yeah. I think it would be fun to have it, especially seeing traditions. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, seeing the lot of, uh, you know, being a doctor in rural America, we we just focus, we see so much. It's just unbelievable, the lives that we are able to touch. And I've exactly. only been, I've practiced in one town my whole entire life. I've never gone anywhere besides Hugo, Oklahoma. That's where I practice. Amazing. And so, 33 years I've been here. And so I've got a lot of uh, generational history with a lot of families, so. That's great. That's great. And the people in your community are blessed to have you. Um, I live part of the year in a rural community and it ain't easy finding a doctor. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, You have to drive to the closest city generally to find a doctor. So it's great that you're there and you're practicing. Talking about the movie aspect of this, I mean, I can see so many creative possibilities. Obviously, you would have to take it beyond the book, I think, to, you know, maybe the baby being in the shelter, you know, uh, possibly you having me called out to help somebody who's been injured in another part, you know? So there's a lot there since you have a baby, a doctor, a safe room, a tornado coming, you know, I think there's a lot of elements for a really, I mean, your book is wonderful as a memoir, but if Hollywood wanted to dramatize it a little bit, there's lots of opportunities there as well. Oh, I think so, so too. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll it, keep our fingers crossed. To that for sure. So, yeah. Somebody is listening. So, we're talking a little bit about your practice. Uh, are you the only family physician in that area or one of very few? One of the very few. Yeah. I um, am here with my husband also, who is a family practice physician. So we have a fairly large clinic here in Hugo, mm-hmm. believe it or not. We have uh, two or three um, nurse practitioners and two or three uh, physician assistants. And then my husband and myself are doctors here. And we have one other doctor that works at the hospital with us too. But we actually cover two counties and we're the only physicians working in the hospitals there wow so you yeah. are a busy family that's busy, for sure. yeah we yeah. take 30 nights of call out of every 31 in a month so Three you're on call pretty much every day of the week every day of the week so mm-hmm. you alternate some nights it's him some nights it's you well Kind of. I think I just let him take one hospital and I take the other. We have two hospitals. Oh, so you're both on call 30 nights out of 31. Yes. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Well, like I said, people in your area are blessed to have you, particularly for that dedication as well. Also, what I think is unique about you is you're, you're open about your faith and a lot of medical doctors are not. Does that make a difference in your parent and your uh, practice? I, I hope so. I sure think so. Yeah, I think I'm 100% know that I get to see people in their 
they're, you know, when they're really down and out. And I think that that would be one of my goal every day as I'm driving to work, just pray that I can help one person today. And yeah. I hope that, um, you know, in their time of need that we could discuss the possibility of end of life processes. And I think that that helps us get through a lot of, a lot of illnesses that we have to face. So. Yeah. And being a physician in a rural area, you're dealing with a lot more than a doctor would be in a city because city doctors tend to be a little more specialized. You're dealing with everything from infants to end of life, I guess. Right. Absolutely. I have, yeah. yeah, I do hospice patients. I do, uh, we do pediatrics. We have to do, uh, you know, a lot of gynecology. We do a lot of, uh, internal medicine, I do a lot of pain management, uh, every, every aspect of life we have to try to take care of. We are lucky in that we have a couple of cardiologists that come from the Oklahoma city. Mm -hmm. They fly down in our, in our, come in our clinic and do some stress tests and that kind of stuff, which has really right. been helpful. We do have a surgeon that comes here visiting from a, a, a nearby town. Um, and we have, um, OB-GYN comes to our area as well. We don't deliver babies here, but yeah. So yeah. we do have a lot of visiting doctors that helps because I can't imagine trying to do it without their help. But Right. And you don't deliver to... babies there, but you never know what's going to happen, right? Yeah, we have delivered a few. <laughs> <laughs> I was so going to say... Don't... We don't routinely do it yet. Yeah, if the OBGYN is coming, passing through town every once in a while, once in a while he or she might not be there. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. yeah, well, after 33 years of doing this, it seems like you have a lot of energy still towards your profession. Um, how is it that you stay in the game so involved um, on call pretty much every night of the week? Yeah, I, you know, that's a tough question. I think that I just, I've always loved what I do. I love practicing medicine. I decided I was going to be a doctor when I was in like fifth grade or something yeah. like that. Um, but, you know, they come to the school and say, Hey, what do you want to be in life? And I was sitting by this really, was a really good friend of mine. And he was a guy and he said, um, I'm going to be a doctor. Why don't you be a nurse? And I said, mm -hmm. no. Yeah. I'm going to be a doctor. And so from yeah. that moment on, I went home and I asked my mom, I said, how can I be a doctor? And she goes, make straight A's. That's all she said to me. And I go, okay. That's good advice. <laughs> so, I wish she wasn't wrong. Yeah. yeah so exactly. from that moment on, I started making straight A's. And so never, never lost sight of it from that very second. That's what I decided I wanted to do. And I went straight through, went to college and th got through in three years and went on to medical school at OSU Medical School. And Finished there and then came back to rural America, which was kind of back home. And probably 90% male when you were going to medical school? And yes, yes, yeah. very much so. We almost, very few women were in, going into practice at that time. You know, yeah. there were some, but there was, it was definitely more male oriented. Now it's not so much, but then it was certainly the case. No, I think it's more female. Um, I think you're right. I think doctors you're right or uh, medical students and male medical students yeah. nowadays, but it was different when you were going to medical school. What was it like for you writing this book? Uh, and why did you write the book? You know, I, I think just there's so many stories to tell about my different patients um, and um, how God had shown out in my life. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, while I've had, I feel like I've had a blessed life. There's still mm -hmm. been the tragedies that's gone through with life. And so I just hope that somebody could see, you know, help one person. As I always say, you know, I can't fix the whole world, but I can fix my little part of the world. And so I just hope that one person would um, maybe relate to it because I see so many tragedies in, in my patients from, you know, they 
had lost children, they've been through financial ruins, they've had all kinds of things. And so wanted to know they're all in this together. This mm. is uh, life together and we're all in this together. And God is there walking with us every step of the way. Yeah. And he really does perform miracles. And um, he's not he's not just a figure of imagination. He really is there. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, is your prescription to folks ever to pray? Do you tell them to pray sometimes? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I tell them to go to church. Let's get into church. I think that's a very good organization for them to find the right place to go to be because uh, you're when you're lonely and sad that's a good place to start so yeah now dealing and um with debt life and death all the time um does it change you uh does it affect your faith negatively or positively obviously not negatively uh but it's different different life i mean i have two best buddies they're both physicians and you know i always joke that their their jobs are so much more serious than mine i just talk to people or read somebody's words but you know you guys are watching people die children die uh parents die um and it can yeah. be tough so tell us yeah. how you deal with that and how it affects your faith yeah definitely can be tough and you know one of the one of the things that's happened even during COVID, and this has happened after mm -hmm. this book was written, we lost so many of our employees that work with us. In fact, one of our physician assistants that I've been a partner with for probably, I don't know, 20, 30 years, mm -hmm. um, he actually got COVID. I put him in the hospital and I walked in and I, for some reason, I had a 25 people in the hospital. I was going crazy because we had had so many COVID patients and he had COVID and I said, I think I'm going to go see him first. And I walked into his room first and nobody was with me. And usually the nurse makes around with me. She didn't do it this day because I decided to go see this patient first. And when I walked in, he had passed away literally in front mm. of my face. I mean, he took his last breath. So we had to code him right at that very second. This is a person that like is my partner and my right. friend. And so how do we... And every nurse, we are literally crying tears as we're coding him and trying to save his life. Um, so that part's the hardest part about my yeah. job. Um, you know, having to go out and tell the little boy that her mom just died or, uh, that, or the mom that her boy died. Yeah. Or yeah. vice versa. That's even so, worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Um, some of the sadness that happens, you know, yeah. from that for job, but you also are there to help people through all of that too, yeah. and you know, for them to lean on. So I like that part of it when I can be of help to somebody. Well, that's great. They're again, they're lucky to have you as a doctor. They're lucky to have you as a kind soul in the room during a time like that as well. Dr. Victoria Rowland has written a very impressive memoir. It is called Praying in the Safe Room. It is a look at life through the eyes of a rural Oklahoma physician. It's quite a book. It's a remarkable book. It'll go and recount many, many of the stories she has seen, the challenges she has been put through, and the miracles she has witnessed. And uh, it's a great book. Highly recommend it. Perfect for this time of year, the Christmas oh, thank season. You. Thank Absolutely. You. Thanks so much for joining us here today, Doctor. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And to the folks at home, I'm Logan Crawford, thanking you for your time this time. Until next time on Spotlight.